And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. And yes, here we are again another day committed to being your consumer advocate, helping you understand your buying decisions, making you more street smart here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Save your hotline number in your phone at some point. You may need it. Give us a call or a text anytime. 813-750-0550. We love it when the hotline rings. Call or text off-air number 813-750-0550. Check out ConsumerQB.com. You can see links there to all of our export contributors, all the finest folks in Tampa Bay and the Gulf Coast region that we've assembled, we've vetted, and we bring on the show to help you, uh, you know, learn more about these different areas of business and finance and, you know, make you more street smart, as we say, but also kind of alert you to some of these scams and different things happening out there, as well as uh, updates to different laws and legal uh, side of things as well. We've got attorney Frank Miranda uh, joining us on the show today as well. Uh, later in the show, we're going to have Sarah uh, from Mold Zero as well here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Quick shout out to Chad Irrigation. If you're looking to add irrigation to your real estate properties, uh, reach out to Victor and his team. They do a great job. Um, they provided access to uh, the lake. We're pulling water out of the lake uh, to, uh, you know, provide irrigation to our home, and they can do that for you. And uh, Chad Irrigation, right here in Tampa Bay, locally owned and a great company to work with. I can tell you from firsthand experience, they did a great job on our property. Uh, we got a couple of hot listings here in Tampa Bay. As you know, I'm the owner of the Platinum MVP team, Keller Williams Realty, right here in beautiful Tampa Bay. How about 202 Southwest Shore? If you're looking for land, we got a vacant lot available on West Shore Boulevard, close to a uh, corner of Cleveland. So it's right there by that Panera that, that uh, I believe there's Starbucks there as well. 202 Southwest Shore. We've got a lot right here. Build your dream home. Beach Park community in South Tampa. Great opportunity to buy and build and potentially even change that to commercial zoning, would, would I think would be in the works there. You can see all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. Let's jump right into it. I've got uh, attorney Frank Miranda on the show today. Hey, Frank, welcome back. Hey, it's great seeing you after a, a long hiatus. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming back. I think back. you guys have enjoyed Lauren from the office in the uh, in the interim, though. She's done a great job. I tell you, very knowledgeable. Uh, I love her style. She's she's definitely uh, you know a great team member. I know with you, you guys have a great team over there as well. Stephanie uh, Rosario does an awesome job on the title side and just kind of general management, I guess, with the team. Uh, well, I'd love having you on, Frank. We we like to talk about these different scenarios, kind of ask an attorney type scenario here. A lot of things coming up. A lot of things to talk about. Uh, where do you want to start, my friend? Oh, we can start anywhere. Um, you know, I, I think what we're going to see in the consumer side is there's been a moratorium because of COVID, um, federally backed. Um, that ends June 30th. Um, that doesn't mean, and that means that's all, that's for all back federally backed mortgages. So I, I think what's going to happen is you're going to see not as big of a fluctuation of. Uh, or I should say, an infusion of foreclosure homes on the market after that time frame. You're not going to see it as big as you saw it in 2006, 2007, but you're going to see it. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean because they're available in the foreclosure markets that banks are going to accept um, 
a lot lower than market value prices because they're not going to because it's a different scenario here. Uh, in this scenario, we have plenty of people with money. We have plenty of people that have some experience in real estate, and they see the opportunity here in the Tampa Bay area. So you're going to have a possibility of more inventory, not necessarily a reduction in price and a sales price, but banks know what's going on here, and there's too many people moving here from up north. Yeah, exactly. So they're they're gonna. It's not gonna be a flood in the market. You're, you're saying it might be kind of benched out. I remember remember that back in the day too. They would kind of just slowly release them out in different, uh, you know, chanches or all, almost like, um, you know, buckets on us on a sheet where you're looking at a rate sheet for you know lending. It seems like they would slowly release them out at, at a strategic time. I don't think they're going to have to do that because I don't think they're going to have the volume they had last time. Right. Okay. So last time they had so much it couldn't handle the situation. This time I think it's going to be manageable by the banks. The exception is going to be um, they know there's value in those properties and are not going to you're not going to be able to pick them up fifty cents on the dollar. Um, they know there's enough buyers out there currently looking and that are willing to put money into a property to have the funds to put it into a property. So I think you're going to have more inventory, not a ton more, but more inventory at the same market prices. Uh, in that event, what happens is if there is additional funds after the payoff of the mortgage, the initial owner will get those proceeds, which will help them on down the road to find their own uh, place to live. Yeah, and, and let's take let's take that a step further too, Frank. When you look at back in the day too, they had this um, relief for the homeowner. I think a lot of that has run out in terms of uh, if there's a homeowner that gets foreclosed on, uh, they are responsible now for that that whole uh, difference. If the property has a higher lien, then they could actually sell it for. Yeah, that doesn't exist any longer. Right. The different distinction, at least in this area. Okay, you may see that in other parts of the country. Yeah. But in this area, because we have so many buyers coming in. I think there'll be equity. I think there's going to be a very small, small percentage in this area that may be upside down on their house. Um, I base that on that the property values have been steadily going up over the last few years, probably over the last 10 years. So I'm assuming that based upon the fact that property values here have held and are going up, that they should be okay. If they don't walk away with money, they should walk away even. And so I don't think too many people are going to get burned in that scenario. Yeah, the only way I think I think you might see it with condominium associations, you know, they can get pretty aggressive with their fees and, you know, their dues if they stop paying on those. Uh, that might be a scenario where uh, people would be in trouble there. Yeah, and so what happens in that scenario is this. So if, if they're not upside down the mortgage, but they owe, let's say, $10,000 in the HOA, the clerk of the court who takes the money in a foreclosure sale, they're responsible for paying out the subsequent lien holders to the property. So then the HOA would get paid. So then instead of the property owner getting the $10,000, whatever's left over would go toward the HOA. Yeah, and that's yeah. a hard that's a hard lesson for some people to learn. They think, okay, well, I don't. I could remember back in the day they they didn't have to pay their mortgage, or they knew they had some leeway there. And even when you wanted to try to get a loan mod, the, the banks, if you call them up, tried to work with them, they'd say, well, you're not behind on your mortgage, so I can't really help you yet. So it was almost like they were kind of saying, well, you got to miss a couple payments, then we can negotiate. Uh, but that's not so. That's not the case with these HOAs. They can start. They can start foreclosure processes. Can you talk about that dynamic with the with the homeowners association, the condo association, and how some people kind of miss the ball there? Okay, so what I've experienced with with an inexperienced investor, they want to go and get involved in real estate for whatever reason. They see on the foreclosure docket which the sales are now all done electronically and you bid electronically and whatnot. They see a piece of property and they see a bid of $20,000 where everyone knows that no matter what the property is in this area, 
everything's worth more than $20,000. Even the most undesirable pieces of property are worth more than $20,000. So these guys buy this, and they don't realize it's not a mortgage foreclosure sale. This is an HOA. This is a condo association sale. What that gives you is only one thing, the right of possession, okay, and ownership. However, you're buying it subject to the mortgage. So then mm-hmm. what happens at that point in time is you get a, you spend twenty grand and maybe you even improve the property, another 10000 into it. And then six months down the road, you get served with an eviction lawsuit. I mean, I'm sorry, a foreclosure lawsuit from the bank saying we're wiping you out. Okay, so back in the day, what some investors would do, they would know it would take so long to get a foreclosure done as they were willing to roll the dice because they were collecting more rents, and then they would walk away from the deal. Mm, okay, right. and they would stick a tenant in there, and they were just collecting rents. I don't see that ha- that, home, that same scenario happening again. I don't see the backlog on foreclosures because I don't see the same volume that happened 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Frank Miranda here, attorney Frank Miranda here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm your host, Brandon Rimes. And uh, kind of pitching and catching here about real estate law. Let's switch gears. Let's talk a little bit about that landlord-tenant relationship, Frank. What are you seeing in that space in terms of the evictions? Okay, you, there's a misnomer out there. The only, the only moratorium on a... Eviction has to do with whether or not um, it's quote unquote COVID related. What's not COVID related is if you have a scenario whereby on its terms, the lease itself expires. So if you have a year to year tenant and that tenant lease expired in my scenario, January of 2021, that tenant claims I don't have the money to pay you and remains there. I can still evict them because the term of the lease itself expired it has nothing to do with COVID. Mm. And so in that scenario, you could still get an eviction. Um, you know, we are a consumer show, but you know, the owner of the property is also a consumer of goods too. They're the ones that borrow against, uh, put the property up and get a mortgage. They're the ones involved in the business. So it's not just the tenant that thinks a consumer. I think also the landlord can be considered a consumer because they're in the course of business. And so they're being damaged by someone who can't pay them a rent. They can't pay the mortgage, and it trickles down to a problem for the bank. So the whole scenario needs to be cleaned up, and they need to find someone that could pay rent so they can pay their mortgage. So it's, it's, it's a situation, much like any other situation in the economy, where, where one segment falters, it kind of trickles down to the rest. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Landlords had a tough year last year uh, with, you know, the extension after extension of that that rent money not being collected. That was a tough year for them. Hey, listen, and banks need money, too. Yeah. Um, you know, banks are can't lend out money, not collect. It doesn't work that way. Banks have investors. In fact, a lot of people in this world are invested in whether it's to their 401k, whatever. They have a segment of an ownership of a bank and they're counting on that money for retirement one day. So, like I said, it all trickles down. Some way or another, you can trace that dollar and it touches everybody. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's interesting how it's all interconnected, intertwined. And yeah, there's a lot of speculation. I know Ray Dalio just came out with some information. I can't remember if it was on a podcast or a blog or something, but Ray Dalio, one of the you know the most famed investors of all time, uh, just said, hey, look out. We got low interest rates. Uh, the uh, liquidity that's been injected into the market, what's going to happen with the stock market? He, he's calling for a potential uh, uh, crash here, you know, pretty soon. I, I think I'm not sure if he used the term crash, but uh, something along those lines. Because if you look at, you know, what the, the stocks have been doing, they've been issuing a lot of debt. So they're buying, they're using that debt to buy back their own stock, and, and that's falsely inflating the earnings and the and the yields on some of these stocks. And it seems a lot of people think it's a kind of a house of cards, a house built on cards, Frank. 
Well, I think it's been like that for a while. And, and so I think historically, yeah. doesn't, you know, and I think there's too much that gets talked about when it comes to politics. And, and, you know, this person's good for the economy, bad for the economy. At the end of the day, businessmen are running the stock market because they all want to make money. Whether, whether the left or the right are in power, at the end of the day, whoever has stock options is going to want that stock to be as high as possible because they're buying that option so low. So they're going to, these guys are, are smart guys. A lot of them went to Ivy League schools and they're going to play their own game, what's good for them, and manipulate the system, what's good for them. That all being said, historically, there's always a cycle, right? You can't go yeah. up forever. And then when there's a downslide, there's another opportunity. And then when there's a downslide in real estate, there's obviously an opportunity if you're sitting on cash. Yeah. So if you're sitting on cash and a house is once worth 350 now you can pick it up for 275 you're going to make money. Yeah. And, and so that's never going to go away. Those ebbs and flows are never going to go away. And uh, there's always smart people to figure out how to – how to work things out. If things are to turn south, someone's going to make a profit on it. Yep, that's it. Got to have a plan. We'll help you get your plan in place right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. When we come back, uh, more from attorney Frank Miranda here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Uh, stay with us. Plus, our feel-good story of the day. Our, always, We always want to do a feel-good story and let you know something positive here happening. But uh, interesting story here. Volunteers pick up 15,000 pounds of trash from the Tennessee River in two days. Stay with us right here. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. This is work done, and you're listening to the Real Estate Quarterback Show, hosted by my man, Brandon Rhymes. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rhymes here with your real estate market update. Owner of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty with your Pasco County residential listings update on the market. Got the latest data here from the multiple listing service, the Mid-Florida Regional MLS. Okay, inventory is low as we know, but it actually dropped again in February. In January, we have 1,202 properties. And in February 2021, we're down to 1,043 properties available for sale in Pasco County. Now, come on down and you look at the uh, properties that have sold, those numbers are up. 976 properties in January sold compared to 1,046 in February that sold in all of Pasco County residential sales. So if you divide the sold by the listed, that's 102%, 100.2% absorption rate and a one-month supply of inventory. A strong seller's market, great opportunity. And I've got lots of vacant land also if you're looking to build. Uh, we have some opportunities there for vacant land throughout the area, Tampa Bay area. 813-750-0550. Please call or text our hotline 813-750-0550 and also consumerqb.com is our radio and tv show info consumerqb.com or platinummvpteam.kw.com you can see our listings there and also reach out through the website at platinummvpteam.kw.com brandon rhymes here thanks so much we greatly appreciate your support have a wonderful day talk to you soon My friends, when choosing a listing agent to sell your home, their track record is critically important. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsay Rimes, owners of Platinum MVP Team at Keller Williams Real Estate. They're consistently rated by the MLS in the top 1% of all Tampa Bay realtors, and that's a big deal. Brandon and Lindsay are always among the top realtors in the state. Call them today at 813-750-0550. Find them at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. We'll be right back. 
You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, helping you win in any marketplace, giving a shout-out to Replenish IV Solutions. If you want to feel energized, hydrated, and replenished, reach out to our friends Stephen and Lisa Gunnan over at Replenish IV Solutions. Uh, three locations right here in Tampa Bay, plus they can come to you as well. Safe and effective way to restore your body's uh, systems with crucial vitamins and nutrients, enabling them to perform at optimal conditions. Reach out to Replenish IV Solutions. Make sure you let them know the real estate quarterback sent you. Uh, a couple of hot listings here in Tampa Bay. we got some great opportunities for you right now. Uh, for example, here's a, a business right in Tampa. It's a 45-year running business, 1602 East MLK. This is Gill's Body Shop. Commercial asset, commercial property listed in the 400,000 range, 1602 East MLK, 45 year old business, got a great reputation. People bring their vehicles from all over the place to work with them. And he is a commercial intensive zoning location, busy corner lot, and a great central Tampa location, easy access to I 275 and I 4 right here in beautiful Tampa Bay. Also, 1010 Bay Esplanade, Clearwater Beach, beautiful property, Millionaire's Row on the north side of Clearwater Beach, just a quick walk to the sugar sand beaches and dolphin filled waters of north clearwater beach right here in beautiful tampa bay see all of our listings at platinum mvp team dot kw.com all right frank miranda here on the consumer quarterback show he's the owner of frank charles miranda law also does title work real estate litigation as well and he's uh one of the attorneys that actually goes to the courtroom is that right frank yeah. Nowadays, it's all done through Zoom, though. I yeah. just had a uh, arbitration yesterday. We had it through Zoom. So everything's through Zoom at this point, at least on the civil side. Criminal, they're, they're starting to have trials for criminal, jury trials for criminal. So they're, they're, they're moving that process along. Yeah, it's interesting, man, how this last year, the, the, you know, the whole the lockdowns affected everybody. And, man, I heard it said Amazon, you know, some of the wealthiest companies, they got even wealthier. I think they earned uh, $500 billion more. Uh, they increased their net worth. That is, that uh, was between 500 billion and 600 billion, half a trillion dollars. Uh, the wealthy, you know, the, the, some of the Amazon, some of the different companies. And of course, you know, we all probably know a few business owners that went out of business, small and medium sized businesses, uh, kind of a sad play of events, uh, last year with the, you know, the COVID-19 and the lockdowns. Yeah. I, you know, a, you, sometimes you gotta be a little bit lucky, right? No, no one saw this coming. And if you had a business that could cater and you know provide a service to someone that was effectively shut down and locked at home and they had the funds to pay you, you were going to do really, really well. And unfortunately, if you depended on foot traffic, the malls and the shops at the malls, for example, you did yeah. not so well. And you know I think a lot of malls are going to go under. I think that trend was already happening before COVID. COVID made sealed its fate. Right. But then again, like we talked about, unfortunately, when something bad happens, maybe something good happens, someone's going to pick that that property up because typically that property is in a well-desired neighborhood yeah. and they're going to redevelop it and refurbish it in some form or fashion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's That was a trend. So that kind of on the topic here, also you look at Zoom and people doing more Zooms. You just mentioned the, the law, uh, the lawsuits, the court uh, cases being handled by Zoom. Um, how do you how do you see that playing out? I mean, it looks like a lot of the, you know, again, another tech company. Uh, you know, creating, uh, you know, just a great platform to help people communicate. 
specifically to, to real estate, commercial real estate, there's so many different niches. That's what's great about real estate, right? There's so many ni- different niches. We just talked about landlords, tenants on the residential side. You've got commercial as well. People looking to you know house their uh, employees, uh, maybe relocating a business. What do you see happening uh, in the commercial space, uh, real estate wise? I don't think this comes as a surprise, but I, I, you know, if you are in the high dollar office sector, you have an issue. Um, you have an issue because people have figured out that their employees can be just as productive and efficient working from home, sometimes more productive and efficient because there's not distractions for other uh, co-employees coming to talk to you throughout the day. They can sit at home and probably do as much work in a shorter amount of time and be more productive than, than if they were sitting there. Now, if they're not sitting there, that means you need less space. And if you have less space that you need, that means you're paying less rent. And so if they can get the same productivity from an employee, maybe more, but if they can just get the same, they're want to cut back from, you know, example, if they had four floors downtown, they want two floors downtown. And people will going to have more office space available, probably at a cheaper price. Right. So I think the commercial office space is going to take a hit and has taken a severe hit. And I think that trend is going to continue for for a number of years until more people just actually just move here. So I I know that some of the largest law firms in the country have decided that support staff are going to work from home. And so if that's a trend, you know, nationwide and, and they have literally millions of square feet of office space, they don't need that much. And so anytime they can affect their dollar line and make more money, they're obviously going to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Even some of the big the big uh, corporations like uh, Salesforce, et cetera, they've all kind of fallen into that theme as well. Uh, locally, great point here, too. Is, you know, you look at the malls. I, I walk around the malls here and there. I try to avoid them nowadays, but, uh, you know, since you can do most of your shopping other ways. But um, I, I was in there. Uh, the other day, I think I was trying to get my iPhone taken care of, uh, some repair maintenance on it. And I look around at some of those specialty stores and I just think to myself, you know, there's specialty in like a watch brand or uh, different types. And I just think, how do these places stay in business in it? Because I know they got to be paying pretty high rents in there. Rents, uh, yes, I think the answer is correct. I think, and so you're talking about a rent in a mall and they're paying a minimum probably fifteen to $35,000 a month, depending on the size of the store. Yeah. If it's one of those two-story stores, you know, it could exceed six figures. They can't sustain that any longer. Um, they realize that every time they sell something through the Internet, they're saving money because they don't have to pay rent on it. It's just coming straight from their warehouse to the consumer. There's no middle stop. I don't know what the answer to that question is. There's got to be a lot smarter people than me trying to figure that out. But that space is better utilized perhaps in a different way. So I don't think even the big box stores are going to want smaller spaces. They may still want some place or someone to walk around and look at. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to be as big. I don't think the selection there is going to be as much as it will be online because it's just cheaper to keep your stuff in a warehouse than it is at a retail establishment. You know, at a warehouse, you could spend, you know, $8 a foot compared to $26, $35 a square foot and higher. So there's definitely changes going to happen severely in the retail market. So the office space and retail are going to change significantly. Yeah, absolutely. And as we know, real estate on the residential side is booming. Real estate's hot, residential real estate, vacant land. A lot of my vacant land properties that I've got listed in the million dollar range are, you know, going under contract, receiving offers. People are developers are saying, okay, now's the time. Let's go ahead and start the process because it takes, you know, eight, 12, 18 months, 15 months sometimes to, to develop these properties. Um, 
you know, so th- so that's something you got to kind of prep the seller for is like, hey, these are these are long term deals. It's not a quick play. Uh, and then once they get the zoning they want, the uh, permits that they want to build, uh, then they you know it kind of changes that game. But uh, Frank, we're coming to a break here. Uh, do you have time to hang on with with us one more segment? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, awesome. More with Attorney Frank Miranda here uh, when we come back. I think I'm going to ask uh, a little bit about COVID, what you're seeing. For, you know, we've heard these lawsuits potentially about COVID-19 and how you could sue business owners, et cetera. Kind of dispel some of those myths there. And uh, more from our expert contributors as well as uh, Sarah Snyder coming up as well. Uh, Mold Zero in the house. And uh, we'll be right back after this short break. Don't go anywhere. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rice. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. listening to the consumer quarterback brandon rhymes cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in tampa bay online at consumerqb.com and we're back brandon rhymes here consumer quarterback show giving a shout out to veteran gutters right here in tampa bay locally owned company that's again the big theme of our show is supporting local companies uh here in tampa bay making you more street smart as a consumer advocate shout out to veteran gutters brandon porter and his team do a great job uh american-made product uh he's a veteran himself and he owns a company called veteran gutters if you're thinking about adding uh, gutters onto your home it's a great decision to do as extends your roof life and also some other benefits veteran gutters longtime friends of the consumer quarterback show uh, helping you win in any marketplace as we say a couple of hot listings here uh, we've got some property available here in uh, tampa bay uh, here's one out in plant city if you're looking for land we've got five acres available 6513 south county line road in plant city five acres great plot of land here it's got a, a spring english creek uh, preserve in the back natural springs located on the property easy access to major road 6513 south county line road buildable over five acre lot right here in beautiful tampa bay and all of our friends out to the east there uh, in plant city great opportunity to own real estate here uh, in beautiful tampa bay uh, 12208 four oaks road this is a development play getting a lot of action on this property now it's a 1.8 million dollar listing uh, but the zoning is r9 so you get an r9 zone uh, zoning on it you could potentially get up to 40 units on this five acres of land right in the heart of carrollwood great opportunity here in beautiful tampa bay uh, you can see all of our listings at platinum mvp team dot kw.com all right attorney frank miranda here on the consumer quarterback show and before the break, we we're kind of talking about uh, Frank. There, I think there's a lot of misnomers out there. You're hearing people talking about suing for COVID, and you know, business owners. What's the business owner's responsibility? What's the uh, the patron's responsibility? For example, uh, what are you seeing in that space, and what do you think's uh, the real deal? All right, we touched upon this earlier. Um, there's been a new law passed in, in Florida regarding the restrictions on how to sue for for a COVID related infection by someone. And I was mentioning earlier, and I'm going to say this again, I think it's almost impossible to prove where anyone caught COVID. 
I don't think there's any scientific literature out there that can, or testing, that can definitively answer whether or not someone caught COVID at any particular place. Even if it's in a nursing home and no one else came in there, it's going to be very difficult to find out who or why someone got infected. Now, what people don't know is on the legal side, when you present evidence to the court, we're held to a standard where your opinion uh, just can't be an opinion based on a doctor that doesn't have anything to substantiate that opinion. What I mean by that and trying to to break that down in, in normal English is simply you have to have some sort of scientific basis of why you have that opinion. And if there is no scientific basis around the opinion that you can get from a doctor that perhaps you golf with, that you caught COVID somewhere, doesn't necessarily hold weight and won't be admissible in court. So rest assured, the court system supports all this madness on both sides of left and right and kind of makes sure that only certain things are heard in front of a jury. So, you know, I I think it's a lot of uh, on both sides of the fence. Again, when you talk politically, I think it's a bunch of rhetoric. And at the end of the day, I think it's going to be virtually impossible to prove where someone caught COVID. Yeah, I agree. That's that. I mean, that's it's an invisible, you know, disease. Where how do you how do you find it? Your virus, rather. Um, <clears throat> what about scams? Let's talk, we like to kind of highlight scams. Are you seeing any new strategies? I mean, people send these text messages to your phone uh, all the time. It's like, hey, are you still selling this property to be some bogus link? They want you to click on that link. Of course, at that time, they'll probably take over your device, whether it's your computer, your iPhone, uh, or your smartphone. Um, title in the title industry, uh, you know, there's a lot of frauds and scams too, with people kind of faking uh, the, the wiring instructions. What are you seeing on that front? Yeah, I think there's a couple of scams and going on. I think yesterday I received an email from a a link that purported to be a lender on one of the transactions. Didn't name a transaction by name. It was click here to download the documents. You know, I immediately sent it out to my team saying, does anyone have a closing involving this lender? No one did, and obviously, if you click on that download, who knows what happened? So I, you know, immediately contacted my uh, my computer service, and I'm like, hey, I want to scan run on everything that I have. So yes, those scams are still all going. I just met with somebody, ironically, probably an hour ago before we got on the show. Uh, a seller was approached with an addendum saying we're buying this property for X amount of money, but we want to list half of that property as personal assets. And so I'm like, well, well what are you selling outside the property? And like nothing. I'm like, well, that's a scam to try and try and scam the government from taxes, real mm-hmm. estate taxes down the road, from doc stamps on, on the title. I said, you can't do this. This is not legitimate. Right. And, and so buyers are trying to, to, to get that in writing. Um, that they're buying a piece of property for, let's say, half the value, and, and they're throwing in some other personal property as part of the deal, and it's, it's it's not real. That hurts all of us because those tax dollars help support firefighters and all the other things we need. Right. And, and so I'm like, you can't do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and something else that's kind of topical, and by the way, if you just joined us, we're talking with attorney Frank Miranda here. Uh, he's got an office right on Cypress Street in Tampa, does real estate closings, uh, real estate law. And, of course, he is a litigator as well. We'll go into the courtroom, I guess, when they let you go back in. But uh, doing a lot via Zoom right now uh, <clears throat> and uh, those types of things. Uh, the Hillsborough County Commission uh, recently uh, voted to increase the uh, impact fees. And kind of to your point, you know, we need to increase the uh, transportation, the uh, the roadways, the fire. I mean, the EMS, it all comes hand in hand. Uh, what's your take? Have you seen that and, and heard about that? No, I think I saw – Literally, I think about a week ago, an opinion where the latest hike 
that Hillsborough County had passed was deemed to be done inappropriately. So I don't, I think the the sales tax is actually going to go down by half a percentage. And so I think that starts effective maybe April 1st. So, um, you know, when we're talking about how this, this whole thing affects you with the scams and how buyers are trying to beat the system, um, this is not the first time I've seen it in the last month. And so within the last 30 days, I've seen it two or three times for buyers that are probably sophisticated or trying to beat the system and not really understanding uh, that the sellers are not really understanding of what the, the implications are. And what the implications are is a government official come by and say, well, what personal property do you actually transfer hands on this? When mm-hmm. they say none, then you're part of a conspiracy to defraud the government. Wow. And that, that, that sounds pretty bad. Yeah. Is that, would that be federal charges potentially then? Uh, you know, I would think this, it would be state because state. all those tax dollars are going to state. So doc stamps are going to state. Yeah. And so instead of paying doc stamps on, you know, pick a number, you're paying doc stamps half the amount. And they're saying, you know, half the amount, several hundred thousand dollars is for personal property. Yeah. And when they ask you, what did you sell them? The answer is going to be nothing. Right. And if you sold them nothing, then why did you do it? Yeah. Interesting. And here, here's another one. Contract for deed slash lease option to buy get that question a lot in the real estate space people wanting to do that first of all typically when i see that i th- first thing i come I, I think about is well why wouldn't you buy it conventionally you know what's going on here are there credit issues is it you know potentially down payment uh, what's your thoughts on either a, a contract for deed or a lease option to purchase frank okay so that's a great question a contract for deed is a mechanism that's still legal and it was used a lot more decades ago. And all it means is this. I sell you a piece of property. You don't have the money to pay me. You're going to make me payments. And when you're done paying me, I will transfer the property into your name. It's really no different than having a mortgage and having the seller finance the deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. In fact, if they stop paying you, the law is for me to get that property back. I have to file foreclosure action against you. Mm-hmm. So the law views that as simply being seller financing and you still have to you still have to foreclose on that so it's no different than seller financing mm. so even though the mechanism's different a seller financing deal i actually transfer the property to you and i put a mortgage on the property and i'm the bank right and then obviously if you don't pay i get to foreclose same thing just in reverse i de- just deed you the property at the end of the deal when you pay me and it stays in my name to be honest with you, if I'm the seller, I don't want the property in my name because if someone gets injured on that property, I may be brought into a lawsuit unnecessarily. Mm. So from that perspective, if I'm the seller, I'd rather just have a mortgage on the property and lean on the property and take it back if you don't sell me, just like you would in agreement for deed, except you eliminate the possibility of being sued if someone gets hurt on that property. That's a good point. Because now you're not the owner. Right. Now you're just a creditor. Now, the so question the also comes up – sorry to interrupt there, uh, Frank. Yeah. Um, seller held mortgage, contract for deed, okay. And then the question also comes up sometimes when we're structuring these deals. Well, you know, how much would it cost me if I did have to foreclose on that, that potential buyer, that, that tenant, that contract for deed, that lease, leasee? You know, as a lawyer, that's the hardest question for me to answer, okay? okay? Because I tell people all the time, every case, just like a river, charts its own course. Yeah. If they do nothing to defend it. Then it's easy. It'll be pretty cheap, you know. You're, and pretty cheap means. Let me explain this. The filing fee for some of these foreclosures can be up to almost three thousand dollars. And the reason why that happened is because back in the day when we had that market crash, the government wasn't making any money on on collecting sales taxes and whatnot. And so what they did is to foreclose, since they had the volume of work there, 
they made the foreclosing people pay the difference to make it up. And so wow. the filing fee on a foreclosure is based on the value of the home. And the more the home is worth, the more the filing fee, and I think it caps out at around $3,000. So just to file it without an attorney is, could be up to $3,000. If they do nothing, you know, you're looking probably anywhere, depending on the value of the home, between 3500 and five grand. If they fight it and they file, if they file bankruptcy, then you got to go get a bankruptcy attorney to go get your, to get a um, permission from the bankruptcy court to go ahead and secure uh, the sale of a secured asset. So it can get costly. Okay, it can get costly. Now, if this is a an investment property, all that is part of doing business. It's all tax deductible. So. Now, you did ask about a lease to purchase, and that's perfectly fine. A lot of times what you'll see is it's a lease. At the end of the day, they have an option. You can actually charge for that option and say, rather than put this on the market, I will give you the option to purchase it. If you're a smart seller, you would charge a fee for that because you're taking that property off the market. Okay, So you're giving that person an opportunity, a first-chance look. Right. I would charge a fee for that. Mm. If you charge a fee for that, then obviously if they exercise the option, then you sell it pursuant to the terms of the agreement. Perfect. Awesome. Good stuff. Hey, we covered a lot of territory. Thanks a lot, Frank. That's some good stuff. Everything from uh, federally backed mortgages, foreclosures, evictions, consumer, uh, you know, with the COVID scams, a lot of great stuff there, Frank. Thanks so much for your time and appreciate you joining us. Thanks, Brandon. It's always a pleasure. Take care, my friend. All right. Attorney Frank Charles Miranda right here in Tampa Bay. Check him out. He's over on Cyprus. Any uh, real estate law and, of course, title closings, real estate closings. Got a great team over there, Stephanie and Lauren. They do a great job. All right. When we come back, uh, we're going to have Mold Zero in the house. Sarah Schneider is joining us here uh, from Mold Zero. We're going to talk about some of the effects of you know the silent killers that could be lurking in your homes. Also, our feel-good story of the day. Uh, volunteers pick up 15,000 pounds of trash from the Tennessee River in two days. Stay with us. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. Hey, this is Grant Cardone, and you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rhymes. Do not touch that dial. I'll come right to the radio and grab your throat. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rimes here, owner of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty, top 1% ranked real estate team here in Tampa Bay, and your host of the Consumer Quarterback Show with a market update, Nellis County latest data from the MLS Multiple Listing Service data. Uh, as of February 2021, uh, we have a reduction in inventory again. So we have a low inventory market already down, uh, low uh, records, 2562 in January, down in February, down to 21. 42. So that's residential listing units for sale in Pinellas County. Now, if we come down and we look at the sales, the sales are actually up. So there's an inverse relationship there. Uh, the sales are up in 2021. Sales for January 16, 15, and 1863 in February. So the sales are up. Inventory is down. It's a great time to be listing your real estate properties. Great time for a move up buyer. Uh, reach out to our hotline. We would love to talk to you about the market, about your equity in your home, and about how you can get the absolute highest sales price right now 813-750-0550 call or text our hotline 813-750-0550 also check out the website consumerqb.com you can see links there to our expert contributors our real estate listings at consumerqb.com and we would love to help you with your buying selling or investing right here in tampa bay brandon rhymes real estate quarterback show talk to you soon
My friends, when choosing a listing agent to sell your home, their track record is critically important. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsay Rimes, owners of Platinum MVP Team at Keller Williams Real Estate. They're consistently rated by the MLS in the top 1% of all Tampa Bay realtors, and that's a big deal. Brandon and Lindsay are always among the top realtors in the state. Call them today at 813-750-0550. Find them at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at consumerqb.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. And we're back. Brandon Rhymes here, Consumer Quarterback Show. Powered by the Platinum MVP team, Keller Williams Realty, helping you win in any marketplace. Every day we tell you something good here in our feel-good story of the day. All right, so I love this. I love taking care of our waters, our waterways, beaches, and and uh, such. Tennessee River, of course, a beautiful river in, in uh, uh, North America here. So in January, we shared a good news story about a small group of volunteers removing nearly 10,000 pounds of trash from the Tennessee River in just three days. And then last weekend, volunteers removed nearly 16,000 pounds of trash in just two days. Uh, the volunteers with Keep the Tennessee River Beautiful, a nonprofit whose mission is to keep the Tennessee River clean and healthy, picked up around 15,700 pounds of trash from the two cleanup events in East Tennessee. And on Saturday, uh, they also had 41 volunteers out there removed nine, uh, let's see, 9,426 pounds of trash from Wet Bar Lake. And they ended up filling 248 trash bags. And quote, uh, we are blown away by the ever increasing enthusiasm and momentum around the river cleanup efforts in diverse communities in the Tennessee River watershed. And that was the executive director for Keep the Tennessee River Beautiful. And a final quote says, the energy is seen in numbers. And like the phenomenal phenomenal achievements of our volunteers made this weekend. So there you have it. Feel good story of the day. I love those uh, positive stories on our show as well. And let's welcome in uh, Sarah Schneider, Mold Zero. Welcome back. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, my pleasure. Good to see you again. And yeah, Mold Zero, you know, it's kind of one of those things we've talked with Brandon over the over the years here. And uh, you look at, you know, some of the challenges people have, homeowners, some of it can even originate underneath the home in the crawl space, like some of the different, you know, homes that you see predominantly. It's like South Tampa, Seminole Heights area. Absolutely. Yeah, we run into it a lot. Uh, you know, we have clients who call us out who have a mold issue in the home, not necessarily from a leak or, you know, some type of flood, but uh, they're seeing it, you know, uh, on their clothes, on their shoes you know, on their furniture, just kind of, you know, around, we call those blooms. Um, And it's just on the surface and they don't understand where it's coming from. And a lot of the times what we're seeing is that on the older homes, especially that have crawl spaces, the humidity is rising from the crawl space and creating, you know, even floorboards and the actual floors buckle and they create the uneven, you know, flooring. Right. That also, the humidity will also do that over time. And if you don't have a crawl space that is correctly insulated and, you know, dried out, then it can cause all sorts of issues in the homes. Yeah, and and it also kind of can come out through uh, 
the personal health of the of the people inhabiting the homes. Absolutely. I have actually a client who is going through this right now. Uh, it actually started with her, with her health problems. She started getting rashes all along her arms, and she didn't understand what was going on. Uh, she called us out, and that's where we discovered that the crawl space was the cause. It was causing all the humidity to rise and create, you know, humidity in the home, and mold grows with high humidity. So mm. that's kind of how we discovered it with her health problems. Wow. Yeah, so the, the, that's one of the great things. You know, about Florida is our weather, but then also it can be a negative thing if you're not taking care of the properties. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Definitely the weather is one of the top things that, you know, we run into as an issue and a cause for mold, for sure. So Mold Zero, you guys can can help identify the problem. You offer um, kind of a modified inspection on the front end, kind of a free inspection. But then to get a little deeper look, you bring in, you know, the... um, testing materials as well right well generally we just do a more of a, a free and home evaluation um you know obviously if we are seeing uh there are different levels of types of mold jobs depending on how much mold we're seeing we will give proper recommendations if we need a third party to come in but obviously you know to come and take a look do a walk of the home you know our our guys do have their moisture meters their humidity meters to kind of already start tracking down where the source of the mold is coming from because of course you can do the you know whole mold remediation process but if you don't discover what is causing the mold then you're just going to have the issue come back again right yeah you got to get to the source yeah got to get to the source of it uh, moldzero.com is the website is that mm-hmm. right moldzero.com yeah. and and typically you know when you when you think about real estate and, and investors you know investors want to get in there they want to try to flip the property rehab the property and make a quick quick dollar on it uh that's i imagine you know investors can kind of get into a big problem if they're not you know doing the proper testing on it as well yeah absolutely um we see the other end of it um a lot in terms of the new owners of a property just flipped um or a property just sold uh they call us and you know i just moved into my home um a couple months ago a couple weeks ago i started feeling sick i'm progressively getting worse i don't understand what's happening you know um i i had a contractor come in and start doing some renovations work and i've discovered this this you know nest of mold um and this was never found you know before or during the home inspection so it actually does come up a lot um it is risky when you miss situations like that because we have these clients telling us that they're going after the old you know the people that sold them the home um obviously we you know we just give them recommendations on how to handle the mold but they tell us you know what their plans are and 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 they're you know Definitely trying to go after the people that sell them the homes if they find these situations. So yeah. it's kind of risky if you don't catch it yeah. and don't disclose it. Yeah, exactly. As we have these seller disclosures, these real estate forms that uh, you know are specifically for that purpose. You find uh, that that happens sometimes. People don't disclose sinkhole issues or other issues, and man, they can end up getting big trouble with that. <laughs> I remember there was a story in Pasco County some number of years back, and the the guy thought he could get away with not disclosing. I think they actually put him in jail. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he didn't disclose a sinkhole. Oh, uh, we're talking with Sarah Snyder here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. She is representing Mold Zero, uh, longtime friends of the program. You've heard Brandon Faust as well on the program as well. Now, let's talk a little bit about how if you find it as a homeowner, sometimes the insurance companies can get involved. And, you know, what type of capital outlay do you see or how do you see those playing out? Because, you know, as a homeowner, sometimes you think, oh, man, I don't want to, you know, file a claim against my homeowner's insurance. My homeowner's insurance is going to skyrocket. What do you see happening in that? 
that space? Um, yeah. So with the homeowner's insurance, you know, it's definitely very uh, a valuable, you know, tool that you can have to get coverage in certain situations. But in others, you definitely do risk um, not only raising your premium, but potentially getting dropped from your insurance, um, especially if you're filing multiple claims, you know, within a short period of time. Um, now, not necessarily saying that's correct of the insurance company, because right. we do see absolutely legitimate claims and the insurance companies are you know sometimes in these situations just not wanting to deal with you know the cost of that client right um but at the same time you have insurance companies who do the right thing and they cover the claim and honestly it's much better for the client because they're not having to spend thousands and thousands of dollars out of pocket for something that they maybe weren't expecting Right. So, but there are definitely ways to get coverage. Uh, the one thing that's really important, a really good tool for homeowners is um, determining the loss. That is one of the main things that the insurance company will, you know, make their decision on the coverage is what caused the loss to happen mm-hmm. or the mold in this case. Was it a water leak? Uh, a flood or was it a humidity related issue? Generally, if it's a humidity related issue, they're not going to provide coverage because it's not an actual dated event. It did not, not a loss didn't actually happen. Um, And that, you know, sometimes when clients call in, they're like, I want, I would like to use insurance. They actually have them talk to me and I kind of take a look at the file, determine kind of what's going on. I'll take a look at even their policy and let them know like, hey, you know, it is worth going the insurance route or no, look, it's not even worth going that route. You could get actually penalized from your insurance if you file this claim and then just end up getting denied. Mm. So we definitely do guide our clients in which direction to take based on the situation they're going through. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, hey, great stuff. Good to have you back. Yeah, thank you. Say hello to all the peeps over there for us. Yeah, absolutely. uh, We will. Keep doing a great job out there. Appreciate it. Thank you. And as we always say, we want you to please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness. Do something kind for one another. Shop local now more than ever. Support local businesses, local community, uh, nonprofits, and and et cetera right here in Tampa Bay. And we'll see you next time right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rhymes at 813-670-7372. That's 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show.